In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. Joining us today is Cece Johnson, dedicated to a lifetime pursuit of glamorous style through design. And with her impressive background in fine arts and graphic design, Cece single-handedly transformed the art of inviting and branding. Her design agency, Cece New York, is globally regarded as the leader in luxury invitation design. Cece, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. We're going to help out so many listeners. Yeah. Your craft is amazing. What you do is impeccable. So I'm excited for you to share and, and give us all the details about what happens behind the scenes of making the world's ephemera, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of want to jump in like baby steps because I think stationary is kind of like a, it's, it's an interesting space when it comes to weddings. People understand and know that you should have invitations, but they're not really sure how to go about it. What would you generally recommend to like, what's the first thing to kind of think about when you're thinking about stationery? Um, yeah, well, I have so much, so many tips. I've been doing this 20 years. I've seen it all. And every day I continue to see more. So um, definitely here and happy to help. Um, I would say the first thing that's the most important is to reserve the date like, and your venue. And because if you contact your invitation designer or stationer and you're like, I love your work and you don't have a wedding date or a location, you're kind of putting the cart before the horse. So I know it can be exciting and certainly we love, 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 love for you guys to do it as soon as possible because right the first thing after you book the date and your venue, I mean, maybe after you get your dress is to save, send out the save the dates, right? Um, and that, you know, a lot of times people don't realize the long lead times that it takes to print custom design. Every invitation is custom because you're printing you know, not only are you designing, but you're printing your personal information on it, right? So it's not like you can buy it off the shelf. And like, you know, like you would go to your local, I don't know, drugstore, pick a Hallmark card out that you can just buy off the shelf. Like this is a whole nother level. So I think a lot of times people have a surprise factor of how long it actually does take. You know, think of it kind of like, it's like same thing, I guess, buying your dress or like even buying furniture, it has to be custom made for you. So once you have your venue and your kind of vibe sorted out, it's great to really start looking at invitations because the first thing is that save the date. And those typically go out like, I want to say like, you know, six to eight months before the wedding. And then remember, you have to back up another like two to three months to be able to go through the design process, the ordering process, getting all your details in order, and then the printing and approval process. So there's like a good amount of time before it's actually in your hands, ready to put in the mail. So does that make sense? I know it's a lot. Yeah, no, that was good. So thinking of the the kind of the runway, so to speak, of like mm-hmm. you're sending out everything six to eight months before. And I, I've had clients before who were like, hey, can we get started on the save the dates? I was like, yeah, when we get a, a date, we can. For like sure. That's like... 
<laughs> I was like, I'm not sending out any correspondence until we have a signed contract with your venue. Exactly. Period. Like there's exactly. nothing happening until then. So, right. But at the same time, there are some steps of things you can do kind of like while you're waiting, like gathering addresses. Like how do you like pr- even maybe design or colors? What do you kind of prepare in that waiting stage before you get to stationary? I mean, you hit the nail on the head because if you, if the guests or the the bride and groom can, or the brides or the bre- grooms and grooms, whatever you are these days, <laughs> it's all good. Um, if you can really put some time and energy into who's going to be invited, how big is your guest list, right? Are you having an intimate party? Is it 300 guests? Is it 50 guests? And really go ahead and start doing that hard job. And if you, you know, mm. if you can figure out, okay, we're definitely having these people at our wedding. We've collected all their addresses because that is very time consuming. It's much different when you have to like, you know, email people or call people or text people and put it all into a specific format or an Excel document. It's time consuming. So I think that's a great first step homework. And and then also it helps you when you're going to do your invitations or your save the dates. You also know how many you need because that's another problem that happens a lot is that, you know, brides will come to me and be like, oh, I need 300 invitations. I'm like, so you're having 600 people at your wedding? They're like, no, (laughs) God, no. And I'm like, okay, so you don't need 300 invitations because remember one invitation invites typically two people. So you would actually only need like 150. And then I always like to add 25 extra for good measure. It's good to have a cushion. So it would actually be around 175 invites, not 300. And the reason why, just for another tip that I do recommend that 25 quantity cushion is because the mail service is terrible. I'm just going to put it out to you. Sorry to break, you know, the news. (laughs) (laughs) It's the bane of my existence. The mailman. Shout out to USPS. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like, I love you, but I hate you because they do not treat your wedding invitations or your save the dates like you would with the white gloves and making sure they get, you know, delivered on a silver platter. Those things get lost. They take two, three weeks, sometimes months to get to people. Not to freak you out, but that is truth. (laughs) I've had months. I've had clients who have, we have not saved the dates we're getting out months later. It was the wildest. Or they don't even get there at all. So, (laughs) you know, and of course, as the bride, you're like, what happened? You know, what's going on? And you can't call your invitation designer and be like, it's your fault. You're like, no, no, no. We actually have a disclaimer because the post office messes up all the time. So that is exactly why I say it's really important for you to get the extra quantities. Because if your best friend says, hey, I love you, but why didn't I get to save the date? You're like, what? Mm. You just have one on hand. I'm a nice person. (laughs) (laughs) You can just give it to them in person. Or we're even honestly doing UPS now. I know it's, it's a lot, but it's worth it because you are spending, you know, it's an investment for your invitations and it's the first thing that guests get to save the date. It's very important. Yeah. So it's yeah. super annoying if you mail it and it never gets there. But so yeah, you need the cushion. We've done tracking. We, cause after we had a save the date issue, when we sent the invitations, we mm-hmm. were like, Oh, we want to track these bad boys. We want to know exactly where they are. And it may it kind of added that next level of security. Absolutely. So I understand moving to UPS, moving to FedEx and and it's not necessarily all the invitations that you have to send that way. Mm-hmm. How would you suggest maybe, you know, we talk about hybrid a lot, like maybe you're sending some save the dates as yeah. physical lovely mail and maybe you're sending something 
electronic. Is there a tacky level to e-invites versus <laughs> beautifully designed ones? Or what, is, what are the thoughts there? So you're definitely <laughs> speaking to a paper snob. And I, know, I, I, know. <laughs> I will say to me, to me, it's the equivalent of saying like, would you wear sweatpants to your own wedding? Maybe mm. you would. But to me, sending an email is not <laughs> as, you know, important as a guest receiving a printed invitation. This is your wedding after all. And it isn't just everyone, you know, you get emails day in and day out. Sometimes I, I don't even see emails in my inbox because I get so many. But when you send a really beautiful printed invitation that stands out in the pile of junk mail, like that's sending a very special message. So yes, I'm traditional. And yes, I believe that your wedding is still the most important day of your life. And yes, you should send a printed invitation. So to me, you know, there are people who do it. It's your preference. But I guess I'm asking everyone to sort of value their selves and their wedding a little bit more and, you know, do the printed invitation. I agree. I started my career in stationery in, oh. in college. Actually, I worked, I went to college in Atlanta. I worked at a stationery store. No way. I love and that. And that was like my first little, like, of course we're working with like crane booklets and William Arthur booklets. And I'm, I'm working with these Southern bells that are yep. coming in and you know, you're times writing everything changed. really times have changed, honey. I was like, I used to have carpal tunnel writing these <laughs> invitations. Faxing, faxing the order. Yes. <laughs> we had to fax the order in. It was yep. the craziest thing. Yep. And so thinking of, and even when I was 16, a little girl, I was always making my own hand paper things to send to people. I think it's, I, yes, sending evites is completely fine, especially understanding USPS. You're like, why yep. won't you let me be great? But I agree with you. On your wedding day, this is that kind of that one time yeah, you get exactly. to send something physical. So choose your own adventure, but <laughs> I love that. You're so it's so true. Choose your own adventure. <laughs> However, I will say I'm okay with it if it's for the save the date. Okay. So if you Agreed. want to get the save the date out first and you want to save some money and you just want it to like know it's gonna get in your inbox or, or your your guest right away and you or you want to text it. A beautiful like PDF mm. or a graphic digital save the date is I'm all for it. But when it comes to actually love. physical invitation, that's where I feel like we need to step it up a notch. Keep it printed. I, I <laughs> yes, I a hundred percent. And that's when I kind of reference hybrid. I'm like, okay, if we're gonna if we're gonna nix one of them, get the save the date. Let that be electronic, and let that also link to the website that gives them their an FAQ page. They can book their hotels. But when it comes to the time. I need a liner. Yeah. I need, <laughs> I need bands. I need I wax it. seals. I need the, so. bring it on. You're singing my bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally screeching to the choir. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about a and B list. I've heard only stick to an A-list, don't have a B-list. That might get tricky if people RSVP yes or no and change their mind, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Is there proper etiquette on what an A-B-list should look like? You know, I wish th when you said the word proper etiquette, I feel like that's all out the window now. There really is <laughs> no proper etiquette anymore. Emily you know, Post, Emily Blue we Book. love you. Yeah, sorry, Emily. <laughs> and oh, there's so much modern day thinking and modern couples that are just like, you know, I, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I think mm -hmm. that my my own recommendation for this is that everyone's guest list is different. So if you have the kind of guests that are going to be like talkers and, you know, 
gossiping about, did you get their invitation? Did you get it? Did you get it? And then you're suddenly like, oops, like it didn't, you know, you want, are you ready to cover for yourself? Because the, there is a time difference between the A-list and the B-list. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, but also if your venue, like everyone's in different situations. So it just really depends, right? If your venue is requiring a certain amount of headcount and you need to have an A-list, B-list, because maybe you send out the A-list and then you realize you know, you didn't get everyone's responses, mm. um, or you didn't get as many people you thought, but you have to fill, fill more seats, then you can certainly do another mailing. I do think, though, in my experience, the majority of our clients are really doing one major mailing. And then we have an extra amount, like we, we save for our clients in case they meet someone new, or they realize they need to invite someone else. But I feel, I mean, this is just my honest opinion. I feel like the A-list, B-list thing is kind of like lower, like, I don't want to, I don't want to say fading out, but it's really case by case basis. Hmm. And we do more just full mailings. Like, yeah. A-list only. I think people are understanding exactly who needs to be in the room now. I think yeah, exactly. um, 2020 kind of showed us like, think of the essentials mm-hmm. only. You're right. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, and and yeah. why, why have the extra stress and the extra expense? Cause you have to print two yeah. versions. You have to have two different reply cards and it just adds to the whole intensity, two different mailings, two different sets of postage. You know, it's a lot, two different everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, mm. yeah, so, it's complicated enough. When you're thinking of like, I guess, timeline, Mm-hmm. Like now that we're phasing out of AB list, you don't really have to be that mindful of when things go out to which list. But understanding six to eight months is when we're sending out invitations or save, save the, the dates. dates. Yeah. When are we generally sending out invitations and when are we generally asking for an RSVP date? Yeah, really good question. So so I would say it's it's a six to eight week window. If you're doing destination, you could go up to the three month mark. So like two months before the wedding is good. Mm -hmm. If it's a local and not many people are flying in, if it's destination, then it would be three months. And I remind you, this is from when you're sending it. So that means you back up another three months, right? So it's really, you need to be ordering your invitations like a good six to eight months before the wedding, Mm -hmm. because you need the time for the, you know, all the custom work and the design, the layouts, even sorting out the logistics. Like, you know, as a planner, you're like, are we doing a rehearsal dinner? Where is it going to be? What time is it going to start at? (laughs) It's not just about the pretty cards, people. Like there's so much logistics. You need the information. Yeah. Cause we can't do our job or go to print until that's all figured out. So that's Mm -hmm. also when you said, what can I do to buy my nervous energy time? You could be working on all those logistics because we love a bride that shows up with all her wording and all the details you. sorted out. It's best because then we can take it up, take it and run with it and not have to wait for you guys to figure all that out. And you can spend more time on designing it and making it beautiful. Exactly. And I think one of the things when I work with our couples, once we secure that venue, the the f- initial next step is securing a rehearsal dinner venue, if that's the plan, really mm-hmm. understanding the run of show for the entire weekend. Yeah. So that way, when your save the dates are going out, you've got hotel blocks, you've given people the aesthetic and the vibe, and they understand exactly how long that weekend's going to be so they can prepare totally. well in advance to take off work. So that way, we're, we're giving the stationer all that they need to know for success and they can really design it really, really well. Another tip I just, if you don't mind me adding to that, because I do get a lot of questions is like, well, if my mother, future mother-in-law is hosting the rehearsal dinner, should I send it as a separate mailing? You know, but I actually really going back to again, good old USPS, I would say (laughs) if you can do it all in your main invitation, 
that's the way to go because not only do you save on another mailing, postage, calligraphy, envelopes, all the things, but then the guests, when they receive it, it's like a very cohesive, very mm. good experience to go, oh, I understand. I get to be invited for the whole weekend instead of maybe getting the invite and then maybe not getting the rehearsal dinner, even though you sent it because it got lost in the mail and then that- <laughs> it's all messed up, right? They're like, oh, you wanted me there on Thursday? I didn't, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't take work <laughs> off. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't didn't get that one. (laughs) Yeah. And then we're laughing, but it's so true. And it's like a headache you don't need. It's a good tip. I I love that. And now that we're talking about the beauty of it Mm -hmm. and the style of it, there are so many components when it comes to fonts and printing styles and paper textures and thickness and all this fun stuff. Mm -hmm. How does someone prepare to walk (laughs) into or meet with a stationer and say, and they're like, well, what do you like? And you're like, <clears throat> uh, I don't know. <laughs> Where does one start? Yeah, that's the best question. So me as a designer, I'm like, please don't worry. Take that pressure off of you. Like we will figure that out for you. A good, a talented, you know, stationer invitation designer will be able to have a conversation with you and share ideas or create for you. Um, but I would say it's always helpful if, you know, there's, it's it's good. And I love Pinterest too. If some people think it's a love hate, but I really do think Pinterest is great not to get figure out the exact idea. That's definitely the experts um, place, I would say, but more just to be like, okay, this is what I'm feeling for, you know, my florals. This is what I'm feeling for my dress. Mm-hmm. Or this is what I'm feeling like doing this Bahama wedding. And, you know, I want, I want corals and greens and I don't know, just to help hone in on what, the vibe could be right. Are we going super opulent romantic? Are we doing like bohemian grass gardeny kind of, you know, garden party Mm -hmm. wedding barefoot in the sand? Like, what are we doing? Cause all of that really affects the, uh, what the invitation is going to look like. Cause it's like a movie poster, right? We want to design it to match to the vibe of the wedding. So guests know what to expect and get them excited. I would say just get a general idea because when you come in and you don't have an idea and you're just looking at it all, it could be like extremely overwhelming and you're like, I don't even know where to start. You know, it's just becomes, (laughs) do you know what I'm saying? It's just a little too much. So it's good to hone in on at least the details, not necessarily exactly what the invite would look like, but like the, the, the ingredients of the wedding, I guess. That's a beautiful analogy, the ingredients of the wedding. And I think like when, when I work with, a stationer or designer or someone, I don't like to send them literal, I like this invitation. And even when I'm working with my own couples, I'm like, never send me any inspiration images of other weddings. Only send me pictures of maybe hotels or interior spaces or florals that you like. And I think it's the same with any creative. You want to just send them kind of, this is the aesthetic we're going for. This is color. (laughs) These are some textures that we are really in love with. And leave it up to them to kind of design something that, like you're saying, is that movie poster that represents it. And you're you're hiring this lovely human because <laughs> you like how they translate a visual. Yeah. So exactly. Uh, yeah. I always say it's, you know, like it's our job to dream it up for you, the bride. It's not on Pinterest yet. So don't feel like you have to spend hours and hours hunting for the perfect one mm. or the perfect invitation because it's in our head. It's in our imaginations for you. So really just take that stress off your plate and just kind of I like get the that. ingredients, get the, I always say what's your three buzzwords <laughs> like, and then once you have that, you're like, good to start. Period. Done. Yeah. Sold. Yeah, exactly. So we come in and we're like, all right, these are my ingredients. This is the vibe. Mm-hmm. Now we have to identify what all that we need. Cause it's not just save the dates and it's not just invitations. It's oh, yeah. 
menus, escrow cards, place cards, table numbers, rehearsal <laughs> dinner, <programs>. brunch, <laughs> welcome bags, dance floors. Oh, what are we God. doing? Yeah. <laughs> so do you like, what do you need to start thinking of? And even when you're trying to budget for everything, when you're thinking of your budget line item, how should people be thinking of it holistically? Mm. Yeah, it's a really good question. And I, the, the budget word is always the hardest because it's no, no two weddings are created equal and no two couples are, are created equal, right? And like, if you're having a 50 person wedding versus a 150 person wedding, it's a way different number to play with, you know? And, and especially when it comes with invitations, it's something good to understand that the cost per unit is actually going to be more per invitation when you have a smaller quantity versus hmm. if you have, you know, 150 invitations, that same invitation is going to cost less, not the total amount, but the, the per unit less at 150 because it's done by quantities, right? There's makeup charge, there's make ready charges and there's minimums and things like that. So, and there still is obviously the design time and like the amount of just, you know, working on the project. So does that make sense? You look confused. <laughs> it's just, it's a printing thing. It's a, it's an efficiency of scale. So a lot of times what I'm trying to say is a lot of times couples will be like, oh, well, you quoted me, you know, $10 an invitation set or $5 an invitation set or whatever the number is. And instead of 150, I only want to change my guest list to 50. So I'm doing 50 times mm. five. And that's not actually covering all the initial like startup costs to get the presses going. So am I making sense? I know it's confusing. So is it kind of like, you know, like when I have a rental order and mm -hmm. the rentals don't necessarily come in a single, like I can't really just order a single glass. They come in units of 20s mm. and I have to kind of order enough to meet like yes i only need 100 but i might have to order or i might only need 133 but i have to order enough to maybe cover 140 because that's that's the unit kind of size i have to meet it's similar but i think what you're starting with or what your your example is is that it's more like an actual um it comes in a set of this many numbers mm. It's not that it's required in a set. It's more that there is a minimum. Like usually it's like 25 to 50 invitations is usually um, the starting point. You Copy. can order one invitation. We had this request during COVID all the time, but you're paying the same price for the 25 or the 50 because there's all that time and make readies and paper orders and the time it takes to get the presses up and running. It's essentially you paid the same price because it's just, it's a much more elaborate process than hitting print on your like laser, you know, and HP printer in the office and being like, <laughs> we're done. Like this is a, an, on a, a much more difficult level. So yeah, it's, it's complicated, but it's just, it, I, my biggest tip is that you can't just do the math and divide it equally and then change your quantity number because the numbers, it just changes all around. So Love. I already forgot the first question, but <laughs> somehow we went on this tangent, but it's, just, everything on the list, how to prepare for <laughs> oh, everything yeah. on the list. <laughs> oh, cause you're asking about what's budget. Yeah. About budget, budget. What's on it. the list. And then like, cause I think some, sometimes couples are like, Oh, a save the date and an invitation. And you're thinking per unit, like maybe I'll spend $5 on each one. And then you just calculate and you're like, that's our total of our budget. Right. And you're like, Ooh, child, no. Cause yeah. we need this and we need a welcome sign and we need a, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, totally. Yes. And I would just say it's best to, um, you know, know your quantity, which goes back to my first tip, right. About getting your guest list in order. Cause you can't walk into an invitation meeting and be like, I actually don't know how many I need because we could never put together a proposal or a cost at all because it's so wildly different between, like I said, 50 or 100 or 200 or whatever number you need. 
there's always a, a massive variation. So getting your guest list and your guest count for, in order is good. You don't have to stress that it needs to be like 127 precisely, you know, 127 <laughs> guests. Like you have up until sign off. It's just really giving you a starting point. So at least you're in the general ballpark. Do you know what I mean? Versus it being mm-hmm. like, oh, actually, instead of 150, which your total budget would be higher, I actually only need 50. Then you're suddenly like your numbers will just be all over the place. So, all right. So back to the essentials. How do you know what you need? I think you talk to your event planner, you talk to your family members, (laughs) you figure out, are you having a brunch the next day? Are you doing rehearsal dinner? What are you doing? Because all of those invitations or all of those events require some sort of invitation to inform your guest what the wedding weekend or wedding day is going to be about. And that affects the total budget for your invitation. Yeah. And I think it's even, we had another, um, another bride on and she was talking about kind of, she had merch and I talked about it, an event that I did recently this summer and we kind of created this wave logo and we put the logo on everything. We had hats, we had bags, we had towels, we had books, we had, it's like, so it's like, you can, I would say, think holistically about clothes. Sometimes I'm a visualizer. I visualize every wedding. That's how I kind of put all the pieces together, sit down and think of every single day. And yep. walk through the experience and think about things that people will be touching or interacting with that you might right. want to elevate from the normal, yeah. I can just order these napkins off of Amazon. Well, maybe we want to put a logo on it. So, right. <laughs> Or you want to do a welcome <laughs> bag and add a little tag or, you know, you want to do cute little champagne bottles with a custom little yes. label on it, you know, or your dance floor gets elevated yes. with the matching graphics from your invitations. There's so many, so many places now. It's really fun. I think it makes the, the wedding just that much more personal and special. I agree. I agree. And for great pictures. But anywho. (laughs) When we're thinking about all the things on the list, talk to me a little bit about all the words that need to go on an invite. And what is too much wording if there is a such thing? Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. This this could go. (laughs) I could answer this for days, but... um, So what we do is we send out examples because it's etiquette, like I said, is all over the place and depending, so is everyone's situation. Meaning, are you coming from a divorced family with maybe four sets of parents because your parents have remarried, you know, or are you coming from like, you know, is your mom hosting, but your mother-in-law wants to be part of it and their name's on the, there's always family dynamics. And I absolutely highly recommend that you speak to your all family members. Even if you're hosting and even if you're like, I don't care, it's whatever I want. Mm-hmm. I've had so many stories where the quote unquote bride and groom of the kids, you know, go for it. They sign off, they go to print, they actually show their parents at the end after they spend all this <gasps> money. And one time the father was so offended that his name wasn't on the invitation. He literally put the groom in his car, drove him around the block and yelled at him, told him, you know, a new, gave him a new name or whatever you call it. Give him a new one. Oh, and made us reprint with his name on it. So that was double the cost of their invitation <gasps> and delayed things too. So imagine it's so much better. Just show all the people involved. So no one's egos get crushed. You never know what's going to come out. Sometimes people think, oh, it's just an invitation. Who cares? No, people care. It's a, yeah, it's it a is big deal. So important. And even down to the attire, like, what are we wearing? You have to have attire. It's highly recommended because people need the guidance. 
Otherwise, your writing's going to be all over the place. You don't want people showing up. I need up. the guidance. Bella <laughs> needs the guidance. I, I cannot too. stand when you're like, just wear whatever. I, no, 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 no. Tell oh. me. Yeah. Am I, I mean, you know, if it's a <laughs> destination wedding, like I said, in the Bahamas, like, are you sh- letting people show up in shorts and flip flops? Or are we talking hey. about like cocktail formal? You know, like you need yeah. to specify. And I even have clients where we even draw like little examples of the guests, like the attire. Sh- oh, that's uh, cute. Cheat sheets, you know, or we give links off to Pinterest boards, like, Give yeah. your guests some tips, like show them what you want. <laughs> control, control it, control it. It's important, right? Even if it's down to a color, it's just so much better. Something. So how do you um, specify adults only? Um. Oh my gosh, we've done it Gently. so many different ways. <laughs> so we've done it as on, it could be on the invitation itself, like adults only, you know, black tie, adults only, something like that. Or if you want, if you're feeling bad, you can put it on a card where it says, we love you and we love your children, but we want to party like, you know, come. like adults. They're, they're not invited. <laughs> well, you don't say they're not invited, but here is conveniently all these babysitting services that will be available yes. and you can, you know, at your leisure, reach out to them or Good luck. we also <laughs> set up a little babysitting area at the wedding. So like they need to go over there and they're like way far away. So the parents aren't tempted to go get their kid and bring in all the dance floor. Amen. Oh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Don't feel bad about it. I've had, I literally impart therapists sometimes to my brides and I'm like, no, this is your wedding. You do not need to worry about, you know, your best friend's child throwing a tender tam- temper tantrum on the middle of your dance floor, you know, or screaming out during your wedding vows. Like, no, it's okay. And as a parent, I have two young kids. I'm okay with people saying, leave your kids at home. I'm like, I love to have a good family va- or a non-family vacation. I think it's wording it so that they understand it's in their favor. Right. Um, you're not doing something by taking something away from them. Totally. You're giving them the opportunity to be the, their full selves. Right. Um, right. So and I'm you like, do that. It. Yeah, you do it in the wording. <laughs> you could even put it on your website too if you would rather have a yeah. website and you could just say, you know, like you just tell them like, we want you to have a night to yourself and have fun with us. And like, you know, it's kid free. Like, please. We love your kids, but Please. you know, this is our night. Leave them over there. <laughs> yeah. It's our night right. to have fun as adults. So that part. So yeah. <laughs> now that before we get into listener emails, last question is yeah. how quickly after the wedding, mm-hmm. Emily Post, we love you. <laughs> should we be sending the thank you cards? So you can actually start your thank you notes as you're getting gifts. You don't have to wait until after the wedding. So if people are sending, because you remember, usually when you send the save the date or invitation, they get um, an, an idea of the registry. If you're doing a registry, um, and then the gifts start coming in. Like, so if you would rather, this is my recommendation, because it is, I mean, I'm sorry, I love a good handwritten note, but your hand is going to start hurting after you're doing 100 in a row. <laughs> and you get bored, and you're just like, oh, so annoying. So if you kind of make it a habit that you check off each one or two a day or whatever, you don't keep up with the flow, then that's good. Um, so there really isn't like, it, it isn't a requirement in my mind to have to wait until after the wedding. But I think, and we maybe need to check with Emily, but I feel like if you cannot wait past six months to a year, like that's too long. Okay. Good to know. Right. I, I didn't, I didn't have the answer I to that. I feel like your guests like, would be like, why am I not going to think, you know, it's really? been six months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I'm telling you people, people get, you know, people, people get saucy. Do. I already yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so that's why I recommend just getting ahead when it comes in, just make it like, you know, on your to-do list. So start writing so them now. <laughs> when you write your guest list, start, start writing them now. Just fill in, <laughs> fill in that. We've gift. even had people actually have us write them like a, a digital version and they just send like a group one so people are doing uh-huh. that too it's not as 
sentimental or is, I guess, meaningful to be like, thanks for the toaster and you like personalize it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you can do it if you want. It's a, it's a kind of a group mailing. I love a mass produced. <laughs> Thank you. Period. Love. <laughs> it's better than nothing, right? If you it know is, you're if is. you know you're not the person that's gonna write the thank you notes, then at least send the thank you note that's taken care of for you. Because you've done it and that's all they've done. It. Many more, more than <laughs> once. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into some of these emails. Hey, Betches, my fiance and I are having a celebration of marriage in March of 2024, and we absolutely love our venue as it focuses us to keep it relatively small, under 100 people total. Not an insignificant portion of our guests will have dietary restrictions, including but not limited to gluten-free, dairy-free, vegetarian, nut allergies, etc. I'm in my late 30s, so I've seen a lot of what not to do at other people's weddings. So it is extremely important to me that every guest gets an honest-to-goodness meal and not a plate of sad leaves as the alternative option. Fortunately, I found a local caterer that does offer a ton of allergen-friendly options, but I want to have an efficient and inclusive buffet. How do I handle the dietary restrictions if it's a buffet when I send out invitations and collect RSVPs? Good question. So on the RSVP itself, you put, you know, accepts regrets to the different events. And then you also put dietary restrictions, like please share with us any dietary restrictions. So those people that are very, you know, gluten-free or vegan or have very strict r- restrictions, they will be prompted to write whatever it may be. So when your RSVPs are coming in, you can do a head count like, okay, I have 10 vegetarians or I have three gluten freeze. And then you should talk to your caterer or the, or the venue who's ha- managing the food count. And of course your planner can advise on this as well. But then they could be like, all right, we can do this much gluten-free or, or if it's only like one or two, then I've seen it happen mm-hmm. where maybe it's just in the back and it's being served. And it's like, you know, like when you're flying on airplane, they know who's got that special meal. They'll be delivering it to them private or personally. Um, you can also do it on your website. I think websites are great places to put that kind of information and ask them to submit it in. But typically, 100%, you should be doing it on your reply card. So they Agreed. check that off and mail it in. I, I agree with you. It's either the card or, you know, most of our RCPs now are on websites just because I can't trust the USPS to get people's yeah. details back to me. So, <laughs> um, but when it, since it is a buffet, I would also work with your stationery to make buffet station signs that might have oh, yeah. some identifiers I to be that. like, this has wheat, this, and like you yeah. can cu- come up with cute icons or whatever, but I definitely would go the extra mile to identify. Cause once you're at a buffet, you're like, this all looks great, but is there right. fish in this? And I can't eat the fish. So totally. identi- identify your key code and, and, and work on some great um, stationery for it. Yeah. yeah. And then it looks buttoned up and you're thoughtful. That <laughs> You branded even your buffet station. You know like, what? Everything let's... can be branded. Let's go. Ice cubes. Let's go. No detail too it. small. <laughs> exactly. No detail. I love that. All right. Hi, Fallon. After listening to the episode about designing your wedding, I'm hoping you can help me. I'm recently engaged and I'm hoping to send out my save the date soon. We have a venue and a date, but that's pretty much it. I haven't finalized what I want the design of my wedding to look like, let alone my invitations. Can I send out save the dates even though they won't match the design on my wedding invitations? How do I go about designing my save the date so they don't actually clash with my wedding invitation design later on? I love these questions. That's a really good one. And honestly, the save the date can add extra stress because sometimes Mm. the, the venue or the event designer hasn't been hired yet. You don't really know what kind of wedding 
it's going to be, or you maybe you're undecided on the color palette. This happens a lot. So I would recommend that you go with something safe, meaning like if you're doing, I don't know, a ballroom wedding at some, you know, some ballroom place that's maybe, you know, you're going to do a black tie, then maybe just stick with like black and white, make it feel formal. And it's just black and white text. And it just does the job. Not that it would be like, you know, lacking or anything. It would just be tasteful, simple. Don't stress yourself out about like, do I have to paint some scene or create a monogram or just like, (laughs) just get the word out and do it tastefully and classic, right? Or if you're, if you know, you're going to have gold in your wedding, go for gold foil. Like that is like timeless. You can go any direction for that. But if you're uncertain, like don't go picking like hot blue tie dye (laughs) with like palm leaves all over it. If you're like, oh, I might be like not doing that. Like that's too much commitment. Cause then what happens is you know, when they get the invitations, if you're like, whoops, what was I thinking about that tie dye and palm leaves, and you totally change it to like golden roses and something more romantic, they're going to be like, wait, is this the same wedding? So just play it safe, neutral and basic, classic, timeless. Agreed. Period. Awesome. But also, (laughs) you only have to send them out six to eight months. So part of me is like, just work on the design a little bit and just get your colors and then send them. But I agree with you. Just, Fallon, <laughs> just you, <work>. you actually <laughs> have the right answer. Actually, like, thank you for wait. being honest. <laughs> thank you for being honest because don't wait. You're right. Because you know what? It all, it's a domino effect, right? The longer you wait, the longer you put it off. I have clients right now who are getting married similar time down and they're just like, oh my gosh, like, how is it 2024? Like in three weeks, it's you know, tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> so like, don't wait and definitely just like have fun with it. And then you can yeah. really just enjoy and commit to whatever feels right in your gut. And don't go spinning about like looking at everyone else's weddings because then you're just like that's, changing your that's mind all the time. What and, like, it is. Yeah. yeah. Indecisiveness. Yeah. yeah. The comparing factor. Yeah, that's a trust good your gut and trust the professionals you're working with, and they will not mm-hmm. lead you down a bad road. Trust me. That part. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Betches. Question I sent my save the dates and wedding invitations via paperless post. For post wedding thank you cards, what are your thoughts on sending personalized thank yous via email versus handwritten snail mail? Seems odd to feel obligated to send thank yous by mail when I didn't even do that for my invitations, but curious if you think that's a hard no. Thanks for your input. Efficient bitch. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> so definitely that I had the exact same thought. I'm like, wait, you didn't send printed invitations or save the dates. And then you're going to send a printed or a handwritten thank you note. Mm-hmm. People, it might raise an eyebrow being like, wait, why is she writing? Why is she doing the printed version now? Although, listen, handwritten note is appreciated. I'm sure any which way. Sending an email though. I don't know. Part of me feels like that doesn't feel like important. So I'm trying to put myself in the guest shoes. Would I be happy to receive a handwritten note? I think so. I sent Mm -hmm. a gift. I went to the wedding. It means I'm appreciated. I think go for it. Do a handwritten note. Email seems like lazy, like not as special. I agree. I was like, because I I got up. (laughs) I got a dress on. I did my hair and my makeup. I bought you a gift and I probably had to you know, I sent it to you physically. Right. I had to wrap it probably. <laughs> do so, so like, do some legwork. Like, love me back. I get, yeah, it's like, I get that you're, you were doing a mass mailing in the front end because you were saving money, but maybe not everyone got you a gift and maybe there's only 50, whatever that you're sending yeah. back. I think it's go, go through and handwrite those. I agree. I agree. hundred percent. Keep it alive. Do it. Keep it alive. <laughs> um, shout out to USPS. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs>
right, let's play a game. Would you rather? <laughs> this week, my producer has made up some wedding would you rather scenarios, and we will okay. decide which one we would rather want to happen to us. Okay. Me and you, or just me? Yep. <laughs> Both of us. Okay. It's, 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 we're staying at the same time. Okay. No. Let's go. <laughs> you, you first, always. Okay. Your invites have been sent. Would you rather that your name is misspelled or the date is wrong? Oh my gosh. Um, I, <laughs> these are both two awful things because typos are the enemy, are the absolute enemy in what I do. But I would say <laughs> the typo would be better if it was your own name, even though it's incredibly embarrassing because that I'd part. rather have the date be right because at least they'll know how to get, how to save the day and get to the wedding on the right day. And then you can explain the typo of your name later. <laughs> Oh my God, it's too awful. <laughs> it, it, I literally, I think anxiety is just literally rushing through my veins right now. Same. I, I can't even look. I have, so when I work with a stationer, I have them send out everything. I was like, I can't, I can't be responsible for looking at it and finding an error. Wait, can I tell you what happened? Like really? it legit happened. Yeah. So, and, and, and also it, you cannot, tr you cannot promise me, you guys write this down, put it in your memory vault. You cannot rely on your stationer or your planner to know how like Aunt Margaret or your Indian cousin's <laughs> name is spelled because we don't know those things. And you, no, and no matter how many years in business we are, how much an expert we are, there is no way we know for sure. Think of how many different ways there are to spell like Sarah even or like I was literally Michael, just thinking Sarah or like Katie with Katie with two E's or one I I mean K-A-D-I-E like yeah. <laughs> honestly I'm being very serious and so it happened not because we made a mistake but because the we we sent it out they, they we have final sign off we have final proofing we sent it out many times but for some reason like they just I don't know it's easy to glance over things and the middle name, it was an Indian, like an Indian <gasps> name, the middle name, which was the father's middle name or something, was spelled with, I don't know, some letter was missing or something. And again, it happens, but please show it to all the people, like your family members. Don't just rely yes. on your, you and your email to be like busy at work being like, okay, I'm just signing off. Print it out. Give it to the people, your fiance, your mother-in-law, yes. your mother, your grandmother. I don't care. Anyone who's really detailed and make sure everything is spelled right because you can't blame it on us about that. Like that is not our fault because we don't know how to spell those names. So please know it happens. I and feel look horrible. At your own name. But, yeah. <laughs> look at your own name. Do you know how many times that we've almost gone to print and I'm like, wait, <laughs> You skip to all the details or you skip to the, like, even states. Like, if you're going to abbreviate a state, make sure the state is right. Like, that there's so many things to look at. With like, I know this is supposed to be a game and now it's gone into another tip. Sorry, but like, I did it. I did it. It's my fault. <laughs> like, Sorry, go back to the game. <laughs> print it all down. Like, I cannot, like, I, it gives me so much anxiety because you can't do this again. Like, print it out. Look at it. It's, ex it's an expensive mistake. Okay. Okay. Back to the game. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Back to the game. <laughs> the power goes out at the reception or it rains during the outdoor ceremony. Girl, cha, I can't, I can't. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> the rain, I think, because you can Agreed. just like go like, inside, play it up, go inside, <laughs> like dance in the rain, make the most of it. You like the power. It's like a buzzkill for real. Like no music, 
no light, no dancing. Like, what do you do? Put <laughs> candles out. What if the venue won't even let you put candles? <gasps> Girl, Nightmare. There's so much. I'd rather it rain. <laughs> yeah. That way it's not on me. <laughs> That's true. I'm like, we had a rain plan. There was no prediction of rain. Now it's all of a sudden raining. I couldn't control that. No, but the power, can't. if the power goes out, it is my fault. Oh, so. good, good way of looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> just roll with the rain. It's fine. Just uh, look at the rain. So <laughs> good luck, right? <laughs> exactly. We can we can spin this. The maid of honor faints during the ceremony or the officiant is drunk during the vow mm. exchange. Gosh, these are really, really funny. These are terrible. Um, I kind of, <laughs> and I think I'm going to, you guys are going to probably like, like make fun of me for saying this, but I think I'd rather have the officiant be drunk because <laughs> it'd be funny. I don't know, but you don't really want a funny thing, but like someone fainting at your wedding is way more we gotta intense. Stop. Like everything stopped. Yeah. yeah. She's like rushed to the hospital or whatever. The ceremony is definitely like halted and ruined, quote unquote, but like couldn't, maybe he's just a little tipsy and making funny drunk jokes and everyone's just like, That's... oh my God, he's so much fun. I don't know. I'm going to put on the bright side. He's just a happy drunk. (laughs) He's a happy drunk. He's not like no profanity. I I want to preface that like he or even if he is, it's it's cute. Right. And you guys hired this person. So maybe it's a friend. Uh, (laughs) But also it's like there's no wedding etiquette that says the officiant can't be drunk. I mean, you would prefer. But all you got to do is sign the marriage license. That's the maybe real- now. <laughs> yeah, when you interview your officiant, you're like, "Do you drink? Do you drink? And how many drinks will you have at my wedding?" <laughs> See, we can learn something like? from every situation. <laughs> oh but my there's God. no real wording that says "must be sober for you to be married." Like that. That's fine. That doesn't so- matter. It's true. <laughs> also, yeah. like Jesus turned water into wine, so I, it's really up for interpretation here. But anywho, so- <laughs> this is so good. This game is fun. I don't know what I was so worried about. <laughs> I, I told you. I was like, no, it's going to be good. Becca, okay. Becca never leaves me hanging. <laughs> All right. Well, that is actually the end of our game. CC, give me parting words. Give me things you wish people knew. Close okay. us out. Oh, my gosh. No I would say <laughs> no. And it's funny you said no pressure because whatever, whenever I get this question, I think it's really about you know, taking the pressure off of you and, and, and off of everyone else, meaning stop listening to making everyone else happy, but mm. make yourself happy first. I can't tell you how many brides I see over the years who are miserable with the decisions their parents are making them, forcing them to decide mm. upon, or maybe their best friends tripping in their ear and saying like, Oh, you're going to do that. Like I wouldn't do that. You know, let her do it at her own wedding or her own event. This is your wedding and be proud and happy with the things that make you happy because I can speak for my own self at my wedding a million years ago. I remember like whispering in my husband's ear being like, isn't this amazing? Like every single detail we've chosen is because we love it. The music, the people, like, you know, the venue, all the things ticked all the boxes to make our heart mm-hmm. happiest. And that's what your wedding should be about. So like, don't listen to what everyone else has to say. Respectfully listen, but like, listen to yourself first or after. <laughs> you know what I mean? Most. Listen to yourself most. Yeah. Thanks for that. Mm -hmm. Like I said, Mm -hmm. um, in an episode, don't disappoint yourself. Yeah. You can disappoint everyone else, but don't disappoint yourself. Lean into your, what your gut is telling you. I think that is beautiful advice, Cece. Thank you. And at the end of the day, they're going to have the best time at your wedding. Cause remember it is your wedding. My own parents did the same to me. And I was like, 
why are you freaking out about where we're getting married? This is our wedding. You can get on a plane and come and you'll be okay. And they were like, now I see why you chose this destination <laughs> after the fact. But had I listened to them, I would have had the wedding location that I didn't even want. And I mm-hmm. probably would have been miserable. So stick to your heart. Period. It. Love it. Yep. All right, guys, that's it for this week's episode of Betches Bride CC. Where can people follow you on social media? Oh, yes, please. So you can follow the brand at CC New York. It's C-E-C-I-N-E-W-Y-O-R-K. And then uh, follow me personally if you want to go through my crazy uh, creative juggle (laughs) of my entrepreneurial life and being a mom and all the things. My handle is CC Johnson, C-E-C-I-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. And definitely you can find us online at ccnewyork.com. And we'd love to help you with your invitations if you need it. Thank you for having me. This was great. And if you guys want to follow the show, not a if, please follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram. You can follow me at I am Fallon Carter. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. And till death, do us part. Batches.